<laughs> All right, get ready for a ride. Here we go. Daf Yur Ches, page 18 in Mayir Katan. We are up to Pinchas. Last word on the second line on Yur Ches Amad All right, let's go. Let's remind ourselves what we're coming off of. We just went through the uh, discussion that cutting nails as on Cholamayit is the same as cutting nails as a mourner. And uh, for the next little bit, we're going to talk about nail cutting. And when somebody cuts their nails, what happens to the nail? It's going to get into a little um, mysticism uh, over here. And then we're going to get into a beautiful discussion concerning tefillah. All right, story time. Pinchas, last word on the second line. Achud, the Marshmol Isra ben Milsa. Pinchas, Marshmol's brother, was sitting shiva for his son. Never, he lost his son. Oh, Shmuel, let me show time of Minei. So Shmuel went to Menachem Avol Chazinu Lator for Davin Avshinon, and he saw that Pinchas' nails were very long. Amar le Yamai le Shekaltul, who aren't you cutting your nails? Amar le Pinchas says, Ibididei Avim Imazal Zebei Kulehai. If you were sitting shiva, would you cut your nails? Yeah. He says, I'm in too much pain to cut my nails. Would you be so lenient on yourself the same way you're telling me to cut my nails? Now you see from here that bottom line halacha, he obviously held it was permitted. All right? So, the problem was Pinchas was a big tzaddik. And since he said, if you were sitting shiva, would you cut your nails? Those words had an impact. And taka, what happened? The Isra be Moshev Shmuel. Shmuel ended up sitting Shiva. Okay. Now, obviously, he didn't kill whoever Shmuel's close relative is. But as we saw, you know, previously, remember we had a story of Levi, where Levi did kida, right? And it says that he became lame because he did this this bowing that's not allowed to be done. And the Gemara asked, "I is that what caused him to be lame?" Um, I thought it's because he was chutzpidik to Rabbi The Gemara says. Once you're chutzpah to Rabbi Nishalaylam, you're setting yourself up. So, however, this came about in the plan of the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Because of Pinchas' words, Marshmol ended up sitting shiva. Okay. Oh, Pinchas, achulam, yishol, taimene. So, Pinchas now is going to Menachem Ovo. Shachlinu l'tor So, Shmuel took his nails, he cut them, and he threw them at his brother. Amar lei, leslach, briz, krusol, lesvasayim. Don't you know HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a bris, has a covenant with the lips. Lips have an impact. You better watch your mouth. Everything that comes out of our mouth creates a reality. And you're big enough to know that. And he put blame on him. He had a time on him. He had a claim. How do we know there's a bris? There's a covenant between the Rebbe and the lips. As it says, right? he, said, he said, you guys stay here with the donkey. We're going to go up to the Akedah and then we'll come back to you. And this that Avram said, we will come back, even though he already really thought he's come back. Oh, since they both came back, you see that the words of a, of a person have an impact. Good morning, Motche. Very nice. Okay. Says the Gemara. We learned that, that um, you're allowed to cut your fingernails while you're in Ovel, but you're not allowed to cut your toenails. Why not? Nobody sees it anyway. Big whoop. Right? What, what's the excuse? No. taught to me in the name of There's no difference between the, the, the fingernails or the toenails. If it's uncomfortable, if it's too long, you're permitted to cut it. 
Omar of Chia Barashi Omar of Chia Barashi has the name of Rav Ube Ube Gnustera Aser. You're not allowed to cut it in the normal way. Gnustera are scissors, uh, the usual fashion of cutting it. But you're allowed to use your 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 teeth. You're allowed to use your a, a different fingernail. Anything that's in the unusual um, fashion, you just can't do it in the usual way. Okay, so, so far what we have is that an oval sitting shiva is not allowed to cut his nails unless he does it in an unusual way. Now, just no halacha lemaisa, you're not allowed to cut your nails during shiva and during shleishim. Um, it's not halachically forbidden, but there are people who are careful about it. You know, there are paiskin that say a person should be mocked. Omr of Shamarab, Shamarab says, I was, I was standing in front of Rabbi Echron in his base madrash. And he cut his nails with his teeth. And what did he do? He threw his nails. It is. He cut his nails with his teeth and he threw them in the base madrash onto the floor. Shamas Mino Kalas. Rabbi Echron is tremendous, tremendous, uh, you know, halachic decisor over here. We learn three things from this action of Rabbi Yechen. First of all, you're allowed to cut your nails with Cholomayim. We also learn that it's not Mius. It's not considered something, a, a disgusting action. Now, if it bothers your wife, don't do it. Right? If, if, you know, if you're in a setting and a guy sitting cutting his nails, it's a little, uh, you know. But it's not a Mius de Kazakh lehalacha in the Torah. There are certain things you're not allowed to do because it's just about the shakzu. You're not allowed to do disgusting things. So biting your nails not cons- it does not enter that category. And you also learn from here, you're allowed to throw your nails. You throw it onto the floor. Yeah, anybody jumping out of the chair? Come on. Are you serious? There's three things said about the nails. To give you bury your nails to get them out of the way of anybody. You are a tzaddik. Sarfan, if you burn them so you, nobody can even dig it up eventually, you completely burn it, you're even greater than a tzaddik. You're a chassid. You're somebody who walks with their bainish Zarkon, but a person who throws them onto the floor, Russia. You're a Russia. Time am I. Why do you rush up for throwing your fingernails onto the floor? Says the Gemara, Because a pregnant woman might walk over these nails and she will have miscarry. There is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into the nature of the world that causes a nail thrown on the floor to have a woman miscarry. But Isha be Midrasha Leishchicha, Rabbi Yechim did in the base Medrash because nobody, no women uh, are welcome into the base Medrash. The wrong side of the Mechitzah. Yeah, women didn't come into the base medrash. And Mamela Rabbi Yechanan wasn't Makbid. I just want to throw in something over here. We'll learn a little Geshmak uh, Before the Chet of Adam and Chava. What, what's the Shaykhus? Before the Chet of Adam and Chava, they were coated in fingernails. Right? Um, and it was only the Avera itself which actually caused pregnancy. Because before, pre- before the Avera, there was no pregnancy. Geshmak? Yeah. Right? There was no pregnancy. And, uh, you know, a, a man's got to go out and earn a living. And a husband's, uh, and, and a woman has pregnancy and the, and, and the tsar leda. So when a woman walks over those fingernails, it reminds of the original chet, and it, it ends the pregnancy. And it removes, moves over there. Okay, that's how some uh, explain how this all fits into the HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perfect symmetry. And if you're going to say that sometimes... I, why you let a throw on the floor of a bismedrish? Maybe the nails will move around and they'll go outside the bismedrish and then a woman will walk on it. Says the Gemara, guess what? Kivan de ishtani ishtani. Once they move, they move and there's no issue anymore. So what you see, period, what you see from here is, and this is practical, 
Okay, first of all, don't throw your nails. Okay, but if a person, if you have a nail on the floor, sometimes a nail, even you're cutting your nails in your room or in a bathroom, and you lose the nail, it ends off off the scissor, pop, right? It ends on the floor. You don't want chas uh, v'shalom set uh, set somebody up. Uh, also, there's obviously some sort of of that comes off of it. So what do you do? Go get a broom and just sweep the floor a little bit. And this way you know you at least move the nail. The issue of the nail causing damage is when it's cut onto the floor in that spot. Once it moves from that spot, there's no problem. There were two Tamidei Chachamim, a Zug, a pair of Tamidei Chachamim that came. <coughs> from Chamson in front of Rabbi Yomar Zutra Masni Zog Be'amei Chamson Lofnei Rabbi They came from They came from Chamson uh, in front of Rabbi Okay So in other words Either it's Abraisa or it's Rabbi Yehuda And their halacha that they came in front of Rabbi That they wanted to know was Are you allowed to cut nails? Are you allowed to cut nails? They hit your lahem and they said, yeah. Now, what do you mean cutting nails? For a cholamay, the novel. Yeah, they want to know in general. Obviously, a regular person can cut their nails, but they want to know what's the halacha when it comes to mourning. He said, it's mutter to cut your nails. It says the Gemara, if they would have asked about safa, what are svasayim? Lips. So safa is hair on the lips. It's a mustache. Okay? A mustache. Um, if they would have asked them about the mustache, he would have said, not only are you allowed to cut your nails, you can cut your mustache. And they asked. They even, they even asked him about the mustache. And he said that an ovel is permitted to, um, uh, to cut his mustache, even though you're not allowed to take a haircut or cut your beard. Amar Avital Safra Meshmeda Rav Papa. Avital Zavis has the name of Rav Papa. Safra Mizavis Lezavis. You're allowed to cut all around um, the mouth area. Now, Rashi here explains the reason why you do this, why, why are you cutting your mustache? <clears throat> because it comes down for the food, and that's disgusting. Right? And that's, I shouldn't say, the word's not disgusting, it's not the right word to use. It is... Messy. It's messy. Yeah, perfect. It's messy. And the, the food gets stuck on it, you end up walking around with a little bit of egg salad on the side of your mouth. It's not so... Not so geschmack, and therefore, you, you know, you're, you're you're allowed to trim that particularly. You're allowed to trim the mustache. Omer Ravami Ravami says, "Ubisafa ma'kaves." This is you only let to cut hair, which taka comes over the lips. If it's ma'akev, if it's going to be in the same place that the food is. Omer of Nachman Bar Yitzchak of Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, "Ladidi b'safa ma'kaves damali." By me, I just want you to know that the way that I eat and the way that I have sensitivity. I can't handle any sort of dirt. He's an, kind of like an istinist, a very sensitive person. And therefore, he says, I'm allowed to cut off my whole mustache. I could, I, I just, I, to me, I can't function um, any other way, which is an important statement because the Gemara, by mentioning this, is letting us know. Sometimes you tell a person, stop being so sensitive and you know, get over it. It's not, it's not the normal standards. But you see from this story that when it comes to this particular halacha by Avelos, an Avel is allowed to know himself and what's going to allow him to function. Vyamar Avital Safra Meshwidra of Papa. Avital Safra says the name of Rav Papa, another statement. Parai who lived in the days of Maisha. Who Amma? He was an Amatol. Okay, whether it means, but we'll see soon what it means. He's an Amatol. What's an Amma? A foot and a half to two feet. Uzikonai Amma. His beard was an Amma. It said hung down on the floor. Uparmashkosai Amma Vizeres. 
and his aver, okay, his male organ was an ama plus a zeres. His male organ was longer than him. Which, which is Mekayim, it fulfills what we said, the lowest men, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, is Yakim is elevated over the lowest of men, referring to Parai. V'yomar Avital, I'll explain by the way what's going on here in a moment. V'yomar Avital, Safra Meshmeda Rav Papa, Avital Safra of Rav Papa, Parai Shebimei Moshe, Amgushi Haya, Parai lived in the times of Moshe, was in Amgushi. Okay, whether it means Rosam Gushi, either it means an Apikiris, or uh, somebody cursed out there. But it could be he was a magician. Um, that Pari goes out to the water. Now, if anybody here is sitting here thinking, all right, what's up with this Pari guy? Because you have a, a, a vision in your mind of a guy a foot and a half tall with a beard a foot and a half long and a aver, a male organ, uh, even longer because it's an Ama plus a Zeres. Here's the explanation. Ready? The people with the biggest egos and the people with the biggest lusts are the shortest people. They're the smallest. Napoleon complex. Napoleon complex. I'm not dealing, I'm not not even talking about physically. I'm talking about emotionally. Emotionally. I'm talking about physically too. You you have that. That's true. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, our Gedaila mentioning a lot of them are very frail, short, you know. But when a person is controlled by desire, which is what, every time we give in to our Yitzhara, basically what we're saying is, right now I'm more important than anything else. I'm going to satisfy myself more than anything else. What the Gemara is pointing out is, Paray's ama, Paray's male member, was taller than himself. He was completely, Paray, you're a Meshuggah. What's wrong with you? You have, you have Claudius all here, you have the Rebbeinah taking you, Abba. He was so controlled by his lust, by his desire for whatever it was, doesn't need to be. Uh, doesn't need to be particularly a, a uh, sexual, immoral type of desire. That's not what it has to be. Stamaza, he's he's infatuated with himself. That was taller than anything he ever became. That's what the Gemara here is pointing out. This thing could was in absolute was was bigger than he was, and that that's part of it's getting into what Paro's downfall is, which Bali Musa let us know. That by the way, the reason why this is personal, not just a knock on Paro, and I was learning this with Yossi the other week, um, in Bovavi Mishkan Evna, he points out from the Bali Musar that every name mentioned in the Torah exists inside every Yid. We have a shtick Avram in us, we have a shtick Yitzchak, we have a shtick Yaakov, we have a shtick Parai, Bilam. We have an, everything that's listed, every name that's listed in the Torah. Every yid has a little bit of that inside of us. So when we look at the story of Parai, we're supposed to personalize it. Say, okay, where's the Parai inside of me? In what way do I make something that's not supposed to be bigger than me, the Heligan Hashem that we are? What way do I allow that to exist? Vaiter. The following people are allowed to do laundry on Cholamayin. A person who comes from overseas comes from Medina Sayyam. Amr Ravasi, Amr Vechen, Ravasa is the name of Vechen. A person only has one shirt, one garment, is allowed to launder that garment on Cholamayin. Remember, we learned previously. We learned this before, we quoted this, this part of the mission. Okay. Master Rabbi Yerim, Rabbi says, Who's allowed to do laundry? A person who comes from overseas. It seems, honey, in. Only if you came from a long trip. And you, cu- and you show up on Cholamite, now you couldn't do your laundry beforehand, they didn't have laundry machines on your boat. 
then you're allowed to do laundry. But if a person only has one chaluk, only has one garment, you're not allowed. So is a mutter or is it not? Answer the Gemara, Amalei Rabbi Yaakov, the Rabbi Yirmiya, Ezber Allah, let me explain it to you. In our Mishnah where we say that you come from overseas, you're allowed to do laundry, means you're allowed to wash even more than one shirt. Once you're doing laundry, if, if you have a lot of clothing, you can wash your clothing, Okay. Um, if you're not coming from overseas, then you're only allowed to wash your clothing when you have one shirt. Now, if you recall, when we learned this previously, the Gemara earlier explained, very good, Gavaldik, the Gemara earlier explained that I, there's Maris Ayan, people don't know. So the Gemara says, no, when you have one shirt and you're doing laundry, so you're not wearing your shirt, you're wearing your belt uh, around yourself to make sure your body remains sneeze. But everybody's going to see that your shirt's in the bucket in front of you or in the washing machine. And that's why it's mutter and there's no issue of marisayim. Okay. Shalach Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyurei Mishmeit Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyurei said in the name of Rabbi Yitzhak. Clay Pishton, Mutter Lechazim B'chalu Shamayim. Clay Pishton, things made out of flax. Over here, talking about linen. Linen comes from flax. It's mutter to wash it on Cholomayim. Why are you allowed to wash it on Cholomayim? The Gemara later is going to let us know. Rashi later is going to let us know that if there's no extra effort involved. They're very easy to wash. Something that's a easy wash. Spot clean. Something like that is mutter to do on Cholomayim. Okay. Masav Rav. Rav, that's a challenging question. Mit B'chayis Hayodayim. Hand towels. Which constantly gets soiled, and mitbachayis top of amid beis has The sheets that that um, barbers lay out over a person to protect them from the hair. Honey in these you're allowed to wash clay pishton light, which seems to imply you cannot wash flax slash linen uh, garments, even if it's not difficult to wash. Amalei Abaye Abaye says this. By the way, it's the top Rashi over here. Clay pishton delay nafish tircha. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of effort. So that's why it's allowed. Our Mishnah, you're right. In other words, linen and flax is allowed. However, our Mishnah, which says you're allowed to wash hand towels, you're allowed to wash uh, uh, barber uh, covers, is talking about even when it's not so easy because, uh, because of hygiene, which applies, by the way, when somebody has guests, as we explained previously. Somebody has guests showing up on Cholomite. And you got to wash their linens. You're allowed to do that in Cholomite because uh, it, it's not proper for them to stay on this on the uh, same sheets. Amr Barhedya Barhedya says, I saw the sea of Tiberia, the Mafkile Mishichle de Mone, Kisana Bechila de Mayada. People, I, I saw how the people of that city, they would go down to the river to do their laundry, and they were all doing the linen. They were all doing the stuff from clay pishton, but that was it. Okay. Do you see it's mutra cholamayit? Masle Abai, Abai says, no, man leim alon, the birtzun chachmei avdeh, don't want like birtzun chacham avdeh. If everybody else jumped off a roof, would you jump off a roof? That's basically what he's saying. Yeah, just because you see regular amaratim, everybody's doing it, right? Doesn't mean it's mutra. If you would have seen the rabbanon down there, beseder, you have a good riot. But just a story of random people, a lot of times you could have groups of people not necessarily doing the right thing. He wasn't a Kabbalist story. So if you have uh, someone who comes to help out in the house and part of their job regularly all year long is to do laundry and you don't say anything that they're allowed to do laundry at home, you no. tell them not to. Yeah. They're, uh, Rabbi Ravinsky asking if you have uh, cleaning help on Cholomite and they usually do it. Are you allowed to just let them go about the business? The answer is no. Why? Because, again, we learned previously that the only thing you're on a yomtif, which Cholomite is considered a yomtif, 
that you're allowed to ask a guy to do for you is something that I'm permitted to do, they could do in a in a easier way. So if I would be permitted to change the to wash the linens, um, you know, that, then exactly but you can you ask them. But if you don't ask, they just have their checklist. They're not allowed to do it. Ato vincha bidacha avdcha vamoscha. It applies to everybody. Huh? There you go. All right, Here we go. Next Mishnah. We are now six lines from the top of Yudches Amud Beis. Previously, what we, well, we okay? So let's let's get this clear. We learned so far the halachas of getting a haircut. We learned so far the halachas of nails, and now we're going to talk about writing on Cholamayid. Zok the Mishnah of Ein even though usually not allowed to write a cholamayid. Now the Gemara is going into what's the premise for this. Okay, but the following people are the following people and things are permitted to write and be written on cholamayid. Kedushin Nashim. Kedushin. Now we know that there's three ways to marry a woman. Okay, with kesef, with money, which is the most common way to marry somebody. Now, okay, you give a, a ring, you give something of value, star. You could marry a woman with an agreement, a document, and bia, which nobody marries nowadays with uh, with bia, which is marital relations. Okay. So, the document of kedushin, if a person's marrying with shtar, that's permitted to be written on cholamay. Now, there's two steps to marriage. There's the acquisition, and then there's the nisuin. So, the kedushin, the irisim, the step one of marriage is mutter. The nisuin, on cholamay. Well, the Gemara is going to tell us because it's a Dovra of it oh, otherwise. That's, that's we'll see why. The, the rest of this daf is going to get into Gavaldi. That's, that's, that's today's daf. That's today's daf. Beautiful. Okay? The Gittin. You're allowed to write Gittin. This Shaivrin. You're also allowed to write Shaivrin when a loan is paid back to give the receipt that it's all paid off. Daitiki. Uh, and to, uh, for a person to write their will. The guy's got one foot in the grave, the other one in a banana peel. All right, he's got a. He's, we, we need a uh, legal document over here, matana, to give a gift to somebody else. We want to make sure that gets done, also because of davar ha'avid. If you don't write it now, you may come to like someone else later, and it's a davar ha'avid for the recipient of the gift. Prosbelin or prosbel, okay, which which hands over on a shmita year the loan to a bezdin. This way, the guy the bezdin can collect igray shum. Also. Um, if you have a um, uh, land or any or any property that needs to be evaluated for a person, that's permitted to be done as well. The igris muzin and also um, igris muzin. If you promise somebody that you're going to give them a parnasa, you write a document. I will, uh, you know, I'll give you X amount of money. Very often, this is done for children. And as Bambash a written thing, there's a fascinating um, conversation that takes place very often with people who got married and they stay and learn in Kyle, and the parents are supporting them. Do you take Miser from that money? So I can't uh, quote what Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, uh, I didn't hear it from his mouth, but when I was living there, so what was told to me, to shame him, is that any money that you could collect in a Bezdin, you need to take Miser from. So if you could, if, you're, if your parents are in-laws, or whoever promised to support you, Mamish gave you uh, 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 either a star or in front of Adam that they're gonna do, and you can money from them in Bezdin, then it's like a livelihood, it's like a paycheck, and you should, uh, you should uh, take Miser off the net. Otherwise, you're just a hemshech of their money. 
and there's no uh, and there's no miser involved. That's apparently what his psak was, but anybody could ask him or ask your LOR. Shtare Chalitza Umeunim also uh, documents of Chalitza and Mion when a girl walks away. Right, when her father buries her off, when she's under bar mitzvah, she calls bar mitzvah, she could just walk away from the marriage. Shtari Beren, and also a document of Birur. Okay, this is, Birur is, Rashi explains, clarified how Yerush, how Yarshim, those who inherited um, what they received. So somebody passed away, and we have, we, we have clarification how much each sibling is getting. That's permitted. Gezeris Bezdin, Ve'igrais Shel Rishos. Okay? Gezeris uh, of Decree of Bezdin. And also, a letter from the government. We've got to make sure that if there's an agreement, finally Congress agrees on, on something for once, let's write it down. Let's make sure we, we get this in writing. Which, by the way, you see from our Mishnah, besides for these halachas, the importance of getting something in writing. Make sure it's written down. This way, there's no, uh, there's no disagreement later. Otherwise, you'll have a disagreement later. Now, depending on the situation, is it worthwhile to wait for that, right? So the, the mission is really letting us know when, you know, when to not wait. All right, here we go. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, You're allowed to do Erisin, you're allowed to do Kedushin, the first step of marriage, the acquisition on Cholamayid. Why? Somebody else might grab your bashert. Somebody else might grab this woman and marry her. Anybody jumping out of the chair? Ah, if it's Bashert, it's Bashert. You can mess up your Bashert. Huh? Uh-huh. Hey, hold on. I'll bring a proof. I'll bring a proof that there's such a concept. Uh, and you're allowed to do Erison on Cholamayid. Ve'elu Kaismimayid. Our Mishnah. Who's allowed to write a document on Cholamayid? Kedushin Nashim. Right? You're allowed to marry a woman. My love story, Kedushin Mamish. It means Kedushin. So you see, you're allowed to do Erison, the acquisition on Cholamayid. This is no, no proof from our Mishnah. Lai, Shtari Psikta. That may, that may very well be just Shtari Psikta. You know, that's what we call Tanayim. Yeah, an agreement of how much the parents are going to give to support. Uch, Rav Gidl, Marav. And it's like Rav Gidl, Marav, Dom Rav Gidl, Marav. Gidl says the name of Rav. Kama atanais in lebincha. Kach vekach. Kama atanais in lebincha. Kach vekach. Yeah, every, each side says how much you're given. Yeah, how much you're yeah. Then they stand up, they do the Kedushin, and these are obligations, which if you say it, you're obligated to, uh, you're obligated to follow through on it. Okay, let's uh, bring a different proof about marrying, doing this erison on Cholamayid. By the way, I should have mentioned this as soon as we started the Gemara. You're allowed to marry her because somebody else might grab her Right and uh, you know, uh, give her a give her a good time. Take her out to wine and dine her, and all of a sudden she's. It's because Dover Ha'avid. Okay, that's that's the halacha here that we're following. Anytime there's a there's a loss, there's a loss of something a which is interesting because a Dover Ha'avid is when you have a principle, right. and there's a down. From here you see you have like a bashar. It's like she's there. She's mamish there. It's like ah, uh-uh. if you wait, you're mamish. You snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. Pesach Ron. <coughs> Shlita. If Pesach Ron brings down a, a beautiful mice about himself. And he says, uh, my, my mother, Zuchar Levracha, told me this when they wrote a book about my father. Um, and they didn't talk to her. They didn't interview her or, or anything. Told you this. So, so she, uh, people asked her if she cared. She didn't mind, she didn't mind at all. But she, she, she said a story from Pesach Ron. 
that he was young, his father was Nifter, he was trying to support his mother, so he wrote the book on Brasmila. Right after the book came out, so there was an older male who came over to him and said, Pesach, you ruined me. He says, what do you mean I, I ruined you? He says, I was, he says, I was uh, about to write a book on Brasmila. And uh, now that you did it, it's not necessary, and, and you know, your mom has pulled the rug out from under my feet. Sir, Sir of Pesach Kron says, I felt terrible. He went to his mother. He says, Ma, what should I do? And she says, Pesach, he didn't write the book. He couldn't write the book. He wouldn't write the book. You wrote a book. Right? That's what it is. You do something, and all of a sudden, everybody else is like, ah, it's about to do that. You didn't do it. You wouldn't have done it. That's it. If you want to do it, do it. That's it. Finito. Don't, don't start blaming other people for doing stuff. Just because you had an idea, but Lemaise, you didn't follow through. Over here, this guy has a woman to marry. He has a bashert. If you don't marry her now, all right, you didn't do it, you wouldn't do it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go marry her. All right. Uh, let's start this bright. Let's start uh, the Leib Messiah again. Leib Messiah. Let's bring a proof to Shmuel. Whether she's a Basula or an Almana. Let me have you. Can't do Yibam. Nesha Simchi Leib. Because it's a simcha for him and sorry, But it seems to do erison, to do an acquisition is allowed. And that was Shmuel's psak. You're allowed to do erison, otherwise somebody else might, um, you know, uh, might come before you and marry her. Says the Gemara, no. Laimi bai, maybe Artana is just giving us a laimi bai. Okay? Laimi bai means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something not to exclude a bigger chiddush. But in a way, of, I don't even need to tell you. Meaning, when it comes to Arison, I don't need to say you could do that, of course. The Laika Ovid Mitzvah. Yeah? But even when it comes to the Arison, uh, I'm sorry, even when it comes to the Nesuin, the Mitzvah, Aser, everything is going to be Aser. Meaning, maybe Taka, you could see from here that the other one is going to be, that it's Taka going to be Aser. And. Um, there's even a greater reason to say that Kedushin is Usr, but Nesuin is not. And Mamela, you have no proof. All right? Okay. Clear? No? Yeah, afterwards. Okay. Because That's why you can do it. Why Chavilas Chavilas? Because it's of, of, um, it's of, all right, all right, afterwards. We'll right. talk after. Okay. Says Gemara Toshma, come and listen to Tani the Tani Tebe Shmuel. They learn to Yeshiva Shmuel Ma Arson. You're allowed to do Arson on Cholamayd. I will like Kainson. You're not allowed to do Nesuin. Fein Eisen Su. That's Arson. You're also not allowed to make a party of Arson. V'leim Yavim. We don't do Yibum Neisha Simcha Eloi because it's Simcha Shmamina. You see, you're allowed to do Arson and not Nesuin on Cholamayd. Says Gemara Miyom Arshmuel Shami Kamenu Acher. Says the Gemara. We're now going to learn a beautiful uh, half a Amud concerning Hishtadlus vis-a-vis Amuna Bitochen. Says the Gemara, Can Shmuel say that really you're allowed to marry a woman because somebody else might take your bashert? Every day a basko comes down from Shemayim and says, This is who you're marrying and this is your property. This is who you're marrying. Their brothers already gave a basko. Nobody could grab her. Answers the Gemara. Sure, listen closely. If somebody else davens hard enough for her, he'll get her. He sees he got a wonderful, uh, you know, he doesn't know she's met for you, but he sees a wonderful uh, woman 
and he's going to come to Mincha, and say, Rabbi Nishlaylam, I want to marry that special person. I, she's meant for you. His tefillah can change what the Baskol said. Mamish like we learn in Vaschanam from Maisha Rabbeinu. Right? He davens 515 times. The Baruch says, Maisha, stop. Because if you keep davening, you're going to change where what's supposed to be. You're going to end up going into Eretz You see the Kayach tefillah? Tefillah can change what... How do you know this? How do you know that tefillah can change from what Abbas Kol already said? Ki the Rava, the story of Rava, listen closely. Shamilu gavra the boy Rachmei v'amar. He heard a guy davening. This Gemara is going to teach us how to daven, okay? Here the guy davening. What was the guy saying? I want this woman to fall in love with me. Please, I want to marry this woman. Make it work. Omar Lay, Rav said to this guy, That's not how you daven. If she's fit for you, she's not going to run away. And if she's not meant for you, you're going to end up being a kaifer. You end up being an apikaris. You know why? Because you're davening, 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 and it's not going to be answered because she's not meant for you, and you're going to say, oh, davening doesn't help. You're going to turn into a kaifer. That's not how you daven. You don't daven for a specific woman. Basar Hachi, Shamas the Ka'amar, after Rava told him, that's not how you daven, listen to what Rava heard this guy saying. Well, I shouldn't daven to marry her, so either I want her to die, either I want, yeah, either I want myself to die, or he, Thomas Mikamei, or she should die. I can't imagine another man being with her. Doesn't sound too uh, tyrannic, you know what I mean? What's wrong with you? Didn't I tell you that's not how you daven? Okay? Now we're going to keep talking about this. I keep talking about this. So I want to make a quick, simple point that has to do with every relationship. Does this guy love her? No. No. He loves himself. himself. That's it. He loves himself. The same way when I say I love pizza, I don't love pizza, otherwise I give it a kiss. I bite it. I love myself. I say I love pizza, I love myself. This guy's infatuated with himself. The son of We learn out from 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 Navi and Ksuvim. That there's, it's from the Rebbeinu Shalom, who you end up marrying. In the Torah it says, The Shidduch to Yitzchak and Rivka, It's from the Rebbeinu Shalom. His father and mother didn't know that it was, um, that it was, that it was from the Rebbeinu Shalom, who Shimshon Agibar was, was uh, going to marry. From a house, Vahain and Alat, Nachlas Avais is the inheritance of our fathers, but a smart woman is from the Rabbanishlel. Okay? Meaning the house, the woman, is, uh, the, the establishment of the house, that is all from the Rabbanishlel. Okay. Vyomar Rav Mishumar Vruvin Ben Isravili. Rami Labem Asisatan, Amar Vruvin Ben Isravili, Enodam Nachshab Adavar Ella Imkain Asau. Yehidis. If there's ever a word about a person, there's ever rumors going about a person, um, it's, it's not going to start unless he's done it. If you haven't done it, what do you mean? Every time somebody uh, has an allegation and starts a rumor, that means I didn't know. It could be, though, that maybe you 
touched on it, if you know you never touched on it, hear her believe by say. You may have thought about doing it, which means you're not guilty. There's smoke, there's Not anymore. Unfortunately, with social media, there's no one, not necessarily. And if you never thought about doing it, get ready for this. There's rumors going out about a person. Either he's done it, here's the four options. Either he's done it. Option number two is he's done some of it. Option number three is he's thought about it. Option number four is he saw other people doing it and he didn't care. He was happy about it. He's like, fine, no fire take, let them do it. That means, you know what happens there? When we, when we permit these things or we're fine with it happening, that means we're in the Parsha. It means we're in the Parsha. Otherwise, your Rebbe won't allow it to start. So even if a person, chas v'shalom, we should never be in such a situation. But if a person's up against something, that's not MS. You know it's not true. Whatever people are saying, the Gemara is letting us know how to take a personal Musr. Okay. Stop whatever's happening. Put an end to it. You don't have to suffer you know, from, from things that aren't true. However... We have to think inward and say, if people are saying this, in what way was I ever connected to this? And, and, and learn from it. Master Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov has a challenging question. Vayechapu p'nei Yisrael, devarim asher leichein al Hashem leikeichem. Klal Yisrael were vayechapu. They did things, asher leichein al Hashem leikeichem. They kind of suspected their bunch of them for doing things they never did. Okay? So the Gemara says, listen, it's not true. Yeah, people could suspect you all the time of something that has no shaykhis, there's no, there's no relationship. That was lahachis, which means they, you know, that, that was in order to, to uh, go against the Rebbein We see from here is that if the rumors start from somebody who dislikes the person, then there's nothing. Then you don't even need to start taking messages. The whole thing could just be krum, it could be twisted, and uh, there's no need to look inward. Toshma, come and listen. They were jealous of Moshe Bamachna in the camp. La Aroin for the camp of Aaron Kadesh Hashem of Kadesh Hashem. Rav Shmuel Bar Yisrael Gamar Melamech called Ishkini LeIshtai Mi Moshe. It is Kairachs Chevra cronies. Part of like what they did to have people suspect Maishar Rabbeinu from being the tzaddik that he was, beforehand they would tell their families, they'd tell their wives, you know, make sure if you're ever near Maisha, the door doesn't close. He's that type of guy. It says, so you see their suspicion about a tremendous tzaddik. He says, no, that was sinah. They already had it out. They had an agenda. When somebody has an agenda, it's stam twisted. Okay. Toshma, come and listen. Bring another proof that when somebody says, when there's, call it when there's smoke, there's fire. Okay? Toshma, Amr Yaisi, My place in Eilam Haba should be among somebody who's been suspected and he never did it. Because a person gets a tremendous kapara when word goes out about them and they're embarrassed in this world and it never happened. The Amr of Papa, Papa says, I was suspected of things that never happened. So, says the Gemara, what's going on? Is it true that when there's smoke, there's fire? Like Kasha. Habakala de Pasik. Habakala de Lai Pasik. The Gemara is adding another caveat over here. And that is, if somebody starts a rumor that doesn't last, it never gained its feet, it never gained traction, then, even then, you could say, you know what? I'm not connected to this. There's no suspicion. 
But if a person starts a rumor and it gains traction and other people start coming forward and coming out of being taka, there's a, there's a pattern over here. So then that's where we say as long as there's nobody who has sinna towards the person, that's when we come onto the four categories. What is a, a voice, a rumor? That's, that uh, keeps going. What's considered keep going? My mother told me, and this is very often, Rabbi was a Yassim, the woman who raised him, do me the masa yayma upaga. Locally, amongst people who are close to the person, it lasts a day and a half. Day and a half. If it lasts more than a day and a half and there's people don't start saying, yeah, it's not true, right? Then it's, it's considered like it has feet. Okay. And this day and a half is only when it never stopped. People kept talking. Yeah, but if it stopped in the meantime, but then somebody else tried restarting it a day and a half later, it's not considered a day and a half. It's got to keep, in other words, it's got to be perpetual. It's got to keep going, the, the words moving around. The reason why it stopped is because people are afraid this guy's a bully. And if we talk badly about him, we're going to be So then also the stopping is not called a stop because there's a reason why it stopped. And therefore, if it goes on for five hours, then stops. And the next day it restarts, it's considered a day and a half and we have kind of legs to stand on. And also we only say this, if it doesn't come back with the, with the same way, with the same tone that was originally. But if it comes up with the same tone or a stronger tone, then also you can say that the rumor out there has something to stand on. But unfortunately, this is a very practical Gemara based upon uh, recent uh, events in the last month or two. And uh, we also are only talking about the less when there's no enemies of But if there are enemies, Ivim who to Afkuakala will say it's the guy's enemies that got this whole thing started and Mamela. Um, and uh, and therefore we don't trust the rumors and we don't say that he did it, did it partially, thought about it, or is even misameach with it. Okay. Period and Vigamar. Let's get into the next mission to finish off the daf. Says the Mishnah in Kaisin Shari Khabimai now let her write loan uh, loan documents on Khalamait Vemainai However, if they don't trust each other. Or if the yeah, this is fascinating. If the cipher, the one writing the documents, needs to be paid now, he says, "Chavra, please, you know, I, I, I'm not going to have food for yomtiv unless you pay me and write the document now." Also, you could write it. And even if it's the Halege Sefer Tyra of Ezra, I wonder who has it now. Uh, up, to, up to like 150 years ago, there were people who had it. The Sefer Torah of Ezra. There's a mice out there. I need to look it up. Grisak Zilberstein in, um, I think in Barchinav, she brings down a fascinating story. There was a Chesidish family that had a Messira, the Sefer Torah in their family. I, I have to look it up. Uh, maybe if, if I come across it today, I'll share it uh, tomorrow. Um, but even if it's the Halege Torah of Ezra Sefer, yeah, you're not allowed to fix it. You wait till after Yomtev. Reviewed on Reviewed says, Kaisbat until Tzvillin and the Atzmai. If you need Tzvillin and Mezuzah, you're allowed to write it for yourself. V'tayva al yerechai t'cheles l'tzitzasai. And you're also allowed to put strings for tzitzis. Givaldik. Okay, we'll hold it here. Bezjam, we'll pick up from the Gemara uh, tomorrow and go through the various halachas of the Mishnah. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and a good tevach, everybody. Zagabesh. Uh, good Shiloh. Let's stick at 6 o'clock this week. I think we're good with Minchamarev, right? Minchamarev is 505.
So six o'clock should still work. Bezashem, six p.m. Zaygazim.